a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're going to continue to look at the strategy component when it comes to messaging for both the political parties. Uh, And we're going to go to the Democrat side now. The Democrats are looking for ways to better communicate their vision with voters. And the real question is, what discussions are happening on Capitol Hill when it comes to giving Democrats an advantage on those topics, especially with something like inflation? And where is the party just flat missing the mark? Uh, really powerful piece in Politico by Sarah Ferris. Uh, Inside Sources had the chance to sit down with Sarah Ferris today from Politico. And she shared some uh, just amazing things in terms of where the mark is being missed uh, when it comes to a lot of that messaging coming out of the Democratic Party around inflation. And so she shared an example with us uh, about a recent Democratic House caucus meeting. So this is just the Democrats meeting together. Uh, these things happen regularly on Capitol Hill in Washington, usually over a lunch. And they'll talk about strategy. They'll talk about policy. They'll talk about races. And uh, Representative uh, Katie Porter, who's from California, and Representative Porter is a single mother with three kids. And she told her colleagues in the Democratic House caucus uh, a story of sticker shock when she was at the grocery store. Uh, I want you to listen to this in terms of how Representative Porter urged her colleagues to take the issue of inflation a little bit more serious and with a little more specificity to story than they have been. To, to look at someone like Katie Porter, who uh, is, is a younger member of Congress with three kids. And, and she told me that when she was talking about the prices that are going up, some of her colleagues, you know, said, well, I, I didn't see that in the polling. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that that was such a big issue. And and I think that's the point that she, the point that she was making there was that there are members who aren't quite paying attention to something unless it comes in a poll and, uh, you know, maybe aren't at the grocery store every week or aren't talking to people at their town halls about, you know, what exactly is on people's minds. And so that's something that her and a lot of other Democrats who have been sounding the alarm on this communication gap have been saying for months. Um, so, you know, they, they're hoping that if they can get people to really spend more time in their community, spend more time um, talking to people who, you know, would be the ones to vote for them, that maybe they, they have a chance to turn things around by November. So the story that Representative Porter told her colleagues, uh, again, this is a younger member of Congress. Again, important. We've been talking about the leadership and seniority issue in Washington. Uh, so Representative Porter is younger. She's a single mom with three children. And she described to her colleagues going to the grocery store. And she put bacon in her cart. Until 
she noticed that the price had spiked to nine ninety nine a pound. So she told her colleagues that she, a little reluctantly, but very confidently, took it out of her cart and put the package back. So it was this reality check, again, from a representative, Representative Porter. She's from California. She's a progressive. Uh, She felt it. So it wasn't about the polling anymore. It was about her personal experience. And it became an aha moment of this is how inflation was hitting her. So uh, Sarah Ferris from Politico in her story today, uh, she shared with us here at Inside Sources how uh, the representative encouraged her Democratic colleagues that, hey, we got to start crafting better, more personalized messages on these issues the voters care about. And so one way they're trying to get people to think differently on inflation is by changing the focus and it's an interesting shift in focus uh specifically they're shifting to oil companies well a lot of democrats will say that they just want to try to solve the issue they're talking about what kinds of gas prices legislation they want to put on the floor for example bills to address uh public drilling to increase the the supply of gas and oil so that the, the prices will eventually go down or going after gas companies and you know, but these are, again, these are complicated pieces of legislation. The effects won't be felt overnight. So what Democrats have been focusing on more recently is, is talking about the gas and oil companies that are actually making a profit right now. So Democrats, um, of course, don't, don't really have control over this. These are private companies, but they'd like to shine a light to show people this is who you should be angry about, not at the Democrats. And so that's a, an interesting component to that in terms of how do you actually sell it. And that messaging is always interesting. And, and that's where I think the, the, some of the Democrats in Washington are going wrong. I think we heard that over and over from President Biden, uh, that he was talking about they were Vladimir Putin's price hikes. Uh, I don't think that works. Uh, I think they're better off going back to what the representative experienced herself, uh, in her grocery cart, uh, telling that story. And uh, again, it was interesting to me that uh, Representative Porter, her colleagues said, well, you know, we're not seeing that come up in the polls. Uh, I think I think it's there. Uh, and it's, and it's interesting what does show up in a poll and what does not show up in a poll. And of course, you can make numbers uh, read anything you want if you're a good pollster <laughs> or a bad pollster. Uh, I think it's probably the, the better way to frame that. Uh, but the reality is on both sides of the aisle, is far too often Congress just recognizes this stuff too late. And I think for someone like Representative Porter, uh, she's in a swing district in California, and suddenly she's starting to say, well, I don't know what the polls are telling you, but my neighbors are telling me uh, this is wh- wh- where the problem is. Uh, the vast majority of Americans are very concerned about inflation, and they're feeling it themselves. Uh, that used to be one of those questions where, uh, yeah, it's an issue, and I've heard my neighbors struggle in a little bit, uh, but now it's everybody's kitchen table is starting to do that. Uh, one Democratic strategist uh, put it very succinctly: uh, if you're explaining, if you're explaining that you need to blame this on Vladimir Putin or the oil companies or the meat packers uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, you're losing. And so they, they have to change the dynamics there. 
And so one of the final things that Sarah Ferris from Politico told us here at Inside Sources uh, just a few moments ago uh, was that, yes, the Democrats can read the polls, but they're only reading it from the context of things are not looking good for them rolling in to the midterms of 2022. They're very nervous. They're very anxious. They're, they're trying to, you know, again, show voters that, that they do understand their anxieties right now to, under, to show voters that they are trying to address these things. But there's a messaging push that's been going around to, to, again, just try to show that they understand these, like, exactly what inflation is doing and, and understand what um, these other economic issues are doing to people's everyday lives. But the other problem is that Democrats are, are just so frustrated and, and don't think they're going to be able to get anything done in the Senate. So there's there's not really an answer of, of what can be done, <laughs> even if they like to get that answer. Uh, I think that's all just so interesting. And we've seen it on, on both sides of the political aisle. This happened to be from the Democratic side uh, where that messaging, there's just such a disconnect. And one of the other things that Representative Porter uh, spoke about and that Sarah Ferris from Politico pointed out to us is that there's just the disconnect uh, is so stark that the, the talking points aren't connecting. Uh, there's a, a dissonance. There's a, a misalignment in what many voters are hearing and what they are actually living. And that disconnect makes things sound very hollow or very insincere or, oh, this is just a political soundbite you're spewing at me. Uh, and so the, the power of that story and the leadership required to have an honest conversation, a crucial conversation, an uncomfortable conversation with voters uh, is really what we have to get to rather than just explaining, pointing fingers and placing blame. So great insight from Sarah Ferris. Appreciate her joining us on Inside Sources from Politico today. Great piece uh, that she put out there as well. Well, as we've uh, gone through the pandemic, uh, many of the things that were bad before the pandemic were exacerbated. Urbated. Uh, one of those in particular was the opioid epidemic. And we have a record number of Americans losing their battle with addiction over the last year. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. Afterwards, we're going to have a crucial and uncomfortable conversation. Merrill Cornfield with the Washington Post has a breakdown of what the CDC's latest numbers tell us and what we can expect in the future when it comes to opioid addiction and the battle we're having here in the United States of America. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.